afternoon and welcome time for leaving the yard chuck zach dwight mccowan hanging out with you this afternoon and for the rewind this morning <laughs> as we uh, count down the end of a very busy week a big weekend coming up all kinds of fun stuff including oh i don't know the world series beginning tomorrow night yeah i always i hear people always say you know in the springtime that's the best time of sports but in my opinion this is the this is the most exciting time in sports right here what are we lacking in the spring um, you still got NBA, but it's not really um, playoff basketball yet. So you got the excitement of the season starting right now. You got you know March Madness. I'm not a golf fan, so you got the golf and stuff like that in the spring. But what I are think, we lacking in the spring? Yeah, so we don't have football. Well, yeah, that's obviously <laughs> that, the rest of that stuff's good. We don't have football that's in the true, spring. That's true. That's no true. college, no high school, yeah. no NFL. Spring ball Spring's doesn't fine. Count. Spring ball doesn't count. No, 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 no. It does not count. USFL, XFL, WFL. Yeah, don't watch that stuff. Whatever FL, <laughs> that does not count. Anyway, good to see you this week. We, uh, we you come in basically on uh, what uh, day three of the NBA. Day three, yeah. Uh, it's been um, really, really exciting. Obviously, uh, it was, obviously, it was fun to watch the Spurs play yesterday and. Um, watched the Boston Celtics and, and, and the New York Knicks game. It was, it was really good. Um, Denver looked like a machine. Like they, like they didn't lose a beat, miss a beat right now, which I was like, why they had them play the Lakers first? You know, but that's I know, you're a Laker guy. guy. No, I'm not a Laker guy. I'm, I'm not a Laker guy. You're not just, a Laker guy. No, I was just like, man, I just want them to see them play somebody else you know, on opening night, but I get why? it. Why? Who'd you want them to play? I wanted to see them play like Phoenix or somebody like that. See, the and, and the, I mean, Phoenix got last night, got the Warriors. Yes. But, I mean, if you're going to put the NBA's marquee, the championship team out there, and, and I agree, Phoenix is high, but it, for the casual viewing fan, LeBron and the Lakers probably gets more eyeballs than Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and the Suns. Well, you know, for casual fans, I just, I guess me, just, just knowing he's 38 years old, about to be 39, you, you have to eventually start to try to um, build some more, some more teams, more superstars, sure. and, oh, yeah. and some more, some more guys. So I said that's the perfect time to try to put somebody else on the set, you know, with Bradley Beal, which he didn't actually didn't play. Right. And I was like, oh boy, we're already starting. And then I, as I'm pulling in, I see Devin Booker's out tonight and Bradley Beal. I'm like, right. here we go already. Yep. Uh, but that's what I would have looked forward to. But Denver looked really good, though, obviously, on opening night on ring ceremony. And, and that's fu- it's a funny thing on the opening night. You, you've got all the distraction. You're the champ. Yeah. They're going to do the banner. They're going to give you the ring. You're going to have a lot of pregame festivity stuff. It's hard to get focused. you got the Lakers coming in who want to prove, hey, last year's playoffs was a fluke. We're bad. We're gonna, Great. We've rebuilt a roster. We're good. We're strong. And like you said, Denver just grinds. Oh, they just grind you. That game was never in doubt. I never, I never thought the Lakers had a chance to win. You know, I think they cut it down to to three or four a few times, but you just never felt that they could get over that hump and beat Denver. Now you 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 mentioned Victor Wembanyama, correct? And, and the uh, Spurs played last night. I, I was in and out of that game. Um, he was a little timid early. It felt like. I mean, 
and came around second half. I thought he played better. Yeah, he was in foul trouble. Obviously, he's 19 years old. Uh, first game in NBA, playing grown men. Uh, obviously, he played grown men over in, overseas too. But this is just this is the highest level. And uh, I thought, you know, obviously, you know, for for 19 years old, first game there, it wasn't too bad. Um, foul trouble. He's got used yeah. to the speed of the game. Yeah. Just those guys are bigger, quicker. You know, you got to learn how to move your feet a little bit better. That's that's going to come with time. I mean, obviously, uh, Popovich saw something in him because he just signed a five year extension. You know, it's like. We was thinking a couple years ago when was Powell going to retire, and yeah. they won an NBA draft. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess I can do this a little bit longer. You know, I, I'm not going to say Wimbenyan is David Robinson or, or Tim Duncan because he's played a game. Correct. But you're right. Popovich went through the, the Hall of Fame superstars and, and maybe the best, I'm putting it in air quotes, team basketball that we've seen maybe in our lifetimes of guys who move the maybe other than I go back to the the Celtics of the I was gonna say the 80, mid eighties yeah I was gonna say Celtics of the eighties and the and the, and the, and the Lakers of the eighties those guys move the ball well but yes and the, um, the Spurs and, struggle the last couple of years they've been that's uh, been nice they I know they're awful and, and, well <laughs> but being awful got them this guy correct and now you get a chance to rebuild a roster and a franchise and. If you're Popovich, where it may not have been fun the last two or three years, yes. you got a chance for it to be fun again. Absolutely. You know, go get you go get you a guard now and go find you a really good point guard. Um, and you got a chance again. Cause that, that guy, what he does, he, he anchors the defense and the offense. Yeah. I mean, you don't you just don't find those type of players no more. And, and you saw a little bit of maybe not getting blocks, but changing shots inside. You you get a glimpse of what he can be. Oh, you can tell the players felt his presence oh, yeah. on the floor. And it's, it's, it's one of those as you're driving, you're kind of looking, where is he at? And I mean, he's so long at seven five. He takes a couple of steps. He's he's within your in his wingspan, and so that's that's pretty tough to deal with. I thought it was telling when they were talking to him before the game, pregame, or or the interviews, and all this week. The goal wasn't rookie of the year, or the goal wasn't MVP, or the goal wasn't even the playoffs. His goal was I want to stay healthy and play every game, which to me is wildly telling about how rookies like Zion Williamson, who he just yes. got back on the court last night after a prolonged absence, recognize the fact that as big as he is, feet, ankles, knees, whatever can go bad. If I can, if he can play 82 games, whether he's rookie of the year or Correct. not, it's hugely successful. You, you know, we, we, you know, Guys are not made to be that big and be able to move and run around and play at that at that speed. And so, usually their bodies do break break down. I mean, Greg Oden, that's a prime oh, example, probably great. about that's 15, 16 years ago. Bill Walton. You know, yeah, Bill Walton, uh, who is still in my lifetime and, and watched him. And, and my stepdad would just be like, that guy will wear me out at UCLA. But he was so good. But, <laughs> but you know, his prime years was cut because he's having feet problems. And right. so, you know, you, that's the biggest thing. Obviously, Greg Oden, um, for this generation here, probably would know him. I don't know. They, they might be a little too young, some of these kids. Probably but, the kids yeah. are. But I bet you the, but, our, but those, your uh, age group. He, he, was just, he's, he was a dominant He was a dominant presence. And, and you wouldn't even think back then it was – who should you take? It was, oh, you take Greg oh. Oden, one, Kevin Durant, two. It was not even a thought process. And so if he can stay healthy, you know, that's a big if, and you, and you pray he does. Man, you feel like a young man can be something special. Um, I mean, speaking of that, like the Celtics last night with Porzingis, that's been his biggest thing is he just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, that guy right there is 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 one – it can be one of the best players, too, in the league. It, it's seven foot three. He can shoot the ball and can move as well. They may be the team that figures out how to use him right. You know the the others the Mavericks tried, but I thought the Mavericks had 
they didn't have inside guys. They didn't have slashers necessarily. And so Porzingis was expected to do A, B, and C and didn't really fit who – this Celtic team with what they've got may use Porzingis the way it's best for his uh, his, for his career. Well, yeah, I feel like he would, what's going to happen with him is it's, it's kind of like a, a Denver Nuggets thing where Denver ended up trading a couple years ago. They ended up getting Aaron Gordon, who was a top – was a lottery pick. Yeah. And he's their fourth option. And so now – Porzingis, in my opinion, is really their third, maybe fourth option. Yep. So that right there takes a lot of pressure off from one. Now you have to, you don't, you can't focus on him as much. So he gets more isolation plays and things like that to work out. And now he can play in an in between game right there. That's tough. That's gonna be tough to deal yep. with. Again, look at Denver with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was probably, I mean, we, we you know, Jokic was the MVP, but uh, but but Gordon, man, he put up, he lit it up in the NBA Finals because you can't focus on him. You, nope. What's your first process? You think about stop Jokic, stop uh, Murray. That's yep. your that's your first thing. That's what you're thinking. That guy's the fourth option over there. You know, Michael Porter Jr., who was who is who was the number one player in his class in high school. That's their third option. So, I mean, that's what that's what Boston's doing right now, and so that's going to be tough to deal with. And that's where you know your books and guys like that can struggle because you know you have to focus on stopping Jason Tatum, and now they got them a point guard as well. So. That is very tough to do. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. The thing that that, that would concern me uh, with losing Robert Williams, obviously, is is the physical presence that he that he brought near the rim. Right. I just, I wonder, you know, Al Horford's been doing it so long. Speaking of Greg Oden, Al Horford was dominated by Greg Oden, Greg Oden in, uh, in college, NCAA, oh, yeah. NCAA Final Four. No, you question. know, even though Florida won, Greg Oden was a man amongst boys. But that's just how how good Greg Oden was. Um, He's their physical presence, and I just don't know at this advanced age of his career, can you count on that from him, especially once you get to the playoff run and in the series plays? Well, you got to limit minutes. You're going to limit him playing until we get to March or April and, you, and then really try to ride him inside from there. You got to, and I, and I, and I feel like that's, that's, a, that's a thing they're going to probably try to make a deal later on in the year is to find another physical presence right. that can help, uh, help anchor the paint because Porzingis is not an anchor defensively near the rim. He's more of a, you know, kind of a perimeter guy who can come off, off offside ball screens and, and block shots. What impressed you about the Mavs last night? They got the win. They played with the Spurs back and forth for most of that game. Last two minutes, got what they needed, win by seven. You know, I thought they actually played some defense. Uh, I, I don't think they've been a very good defensive team lately, which is which is surprising with Jason Kidd being the head coach. I thought they played defense. But, I mean, it's not a knock on those two guys, but 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 Kyrie Irving, they're, they're not known for defenders. And right. so that's something you have to establish in training camp. And they got a training camp together and things like that. So I thought they played better defense. I mean, I don't think – I have no issue with the Mavericks. They're going to be able to score the ball. It's, can they get stops? This is sure. going to be their biggest, biggest concern. We did all this and never said Luca's name. Well, you know, we're 11 minutes into this. And, 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 and it's the thing with Luca. Luca's so good uh, offensively, especially. He, he's going to get his. Yep. Kyrie's going to get his. Yep. Um, you got to kind of hide him again defensively. Him and Kyrie, are, are, I kind of, they're kind of some cones on defense. Um, but, but, but again, you, you get a chance to establish a, a training camp with those guys. You can kind of get a little bit of a culture going. And I don't think people really realize how big Luca really is. And so, I mean, that guy's like a, almost like a power forward size. And so, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have as quick as a feet, but he can rebound the ball and things like that. He is weirdly, I don't even know what the word is. I want he he's sluggish. It feels like on everything he does, but you can't stop him. I don't understand it. I can't I can't relate to another player I've seen who feels like they move so slowly 
driving to the basket, and you can't stop. He play. He plays a. He plays an old man game. Old man. Old man pace. You know. If I, I would say if you go to the park, those older guys, those 40, 40, 45 year old veterans, you can't speed them up, but you can't take the ball from them. No. And he's gonna get a bucket on you. Like how yes. did he score on me? Yes. That, that's the kind of guy he is. He's got an old man game. He can't jump really high, but you can't take the ball. You can't speed him up. That's that's the type of game he got. He has a very high IQ. All right. Are you on TikTok at all? Uh, my wife is. I'm not. Are you? Do you not? Do you ever just browse through? Yeah, I browse on hers. I'm okay. All right. Yes. Well, whatever it is. Have you seen? There's a there's a big guy on the playground. I already know what you're talking about. I've seen him on Twitter. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, he can shoot it too. He is. He probably goes 300, 330 pounds. He is a he should be an offensive or probably a nose tackle. Well, great his, court vision. <laughs> he's got great court vision. He's got great hands. He's got a great shot. You're like the whole time I'm watching this guy, and I'm mesmerized because I'm like, how this guy can't even move, and yet he's got unbelievable hands and such a uh, he's so slick passing ball. He's got a slingshot shot, and jump he shot. Miss. What's the guy's name? Um, he's old school. Um. Jamal Wilkes back in the back <laughs> from right. UCLA, he's got that sling. That's he's right. got that slingshot, jump yep. shot, and yep. he's just you can't block it. It's like, dude, what are we doing with this guy? And he, and, and those guys on on the video, he's playing. They just look amazed. Like, how can we stop this? Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, it's not like he's you know running by you, but he's so deft with the ball. You can't take it from him, and he doesn't miss. Yeah, you go around, he's going to put his body on your turn. Oh, yeah, and the same thing Luca does. That's, that's Luca. <laughs> that's Luca right there. Luca's this guy. I don't know who this guy is. He's got to have a heck of a following. Man, that dude, he's all that, over that social That dude's a bucket, man. I would yep. love to let him play for me, man. <laughs> right? Right. He can't get up the rim. They don't show him on defense no. ever. They never show him rebounding. They show him with the ball, passing, and shooting only. I don't know what he can do on the well, other end. but That's why I say he got the old man game. He's smart, so he's going to probably go find whoever the weakest link, the guard, right. if he can stand and catch his breath, riff offense. That's what I do when I go play pickup. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Dwight McCowan in here today. As we're talking a little basketball, we don't get to do that very often because uh, we hadn't had basketball. Man. Now it's here. It's we'll get here. to do that at least once a week as uh, Dwight comes in on Thursdays and, and we run our way through the basketball world anyway. We're going to take a break. We remind you today, we got lots going on. Uh, it is a, a Nukes Trivia uh, giveaway, Sports Trivia Giveaway Day. So we're going to do that at the uh, bottom of the hour. And don't forget, it's Picks of Righteousness Day as well today as we run through another round of college football. When we come back, we got to talk a little high school football because it is a big weekend. We're down to almost the end, two weeks to go in the uh, regular season for the uh, the locals and the high school, so we're a handful of games that are extremely important, including Texas High uh, and a huge matchup in the west end of Bowie County. So we'll talk about those when we come back as well. It's Leaving the Yard, Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, here on The Fan 107.9. Welcome back. 18 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach Dwight McCowan in here today. A uh, handful of things. You mentioned Snapshot Day between um, between segments. Talked about it with uh, Billy yesterday as far as Texas High is concerned. It, it looks like probably no change for PG. They'll stay 4A, D2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty Allo may drop. We'll know uh, probably. I, they'll start publicizing the uh, – 
the numbers that the schools reported the cutoff, yes. It, tomorrow. Yeah, the cut, num- numbers tomorrow, I think cutoff used to be like mid-December or somewhere, and I thought right. somewhere around there, yeah. Well, they'll start, to, we'll start getting them tomorrow and getting an idea about where, and then kind of projecting the classifications. We won't know anything for another month or so, as you said, maybe the middle of December before we actually get an idea about classifications. Yes. But um, you get a pretty good idea about what they're reporting tomorrow. So tomorrow's the big day. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we're not back tomorrow night with a show, so we'll have to wait till Monday to have that conversation anyway. But um, it is an exciting time for some, and for others, you're like, ah, oh, gosh. I'm hoping, you know, from the coaching perspective, you watch certain schools. Yes. And say, I wonder if they've got enough just <laughs> to move up or enough just to move down and get out of our our uh, our classification. You know, it's always a running joke. Uh, who's who's getting suspended these next few days? Who's yeah, getting sent right. home? What's going on here? You know, who's smudging those numbers a little bit? You know, I'm, I'm very interested to see, honestly, obviously being up here coaching the last, you know, nine years. I'm interested to see what happens with Liberdalo, um, obviously, who's been a – uh, a powerhouse really for the past you know 15 years they look down right now but you know that's, that's high school sports you go down cycles and up cycles right. and so you know if they get a chance to go down uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes you know uh, Atlanta dropped when I was first here Atlanta was in our district as well at 4A Division 2 um, so things can happen I, I, I really I'm really interested to see what that goes with Liberty Lodo um I, I don't know. I, I know they'll go 3A Division One. I'm assuming they'll probably go. If they went down, it'd be like with a Tatum and Jefferson uh, or maybe a Winsboro, those type of guys. It just depends on which way they go. Yeah. Uh, because there's no, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's no 3A Division One teams in this area, really, except for, except, yeah, except for uh, Atlanta. So they're going to have to go somewhere and travel a little bit. Not too bad. It's not, not too, too bad. But then once they get to the basketball and spring sports, um, then they can stay local more so to so yeah. be a little bit better for them. And, and it's almost probably going to be a buoy kind County cast county district. Correct, correct. Yeah. And then, and then um, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty um, exciting to see them in Hooks because you know Hooks has it pretty rolling, pretty good right now in basketball. You're not so. kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, it's it's really optimistically looking at travel's going to be manageable and easy. Yes. When you're in that kind of a district, when you're looking at the other sports beyond just football, that that's actually kind of a sweet spot. And I, you know, other than football, like Ellie baseball went to state last year at four A. Oh yeah, that's so. Yeah, yeah, other than football, there there are other programs have been competitive at four A without too much issue. But football is just numbers. Yeah. You got to have numbers in that one sport, and it's tough. I mean, I assure you, though, people around around the area are not excited if those guys are dropping. And, and so, and it's the same thing with, with Longview going up. And so, I'm interested with that district as well. Let's see, Longview goes up to six A. Uh, what do they do with with five A? So you got five A Division two, especially is um, which way are they going to send? You know, Texas High, are they going to make send those guys up 30? Or mm-hmm. are they going to keep Texas High with Marshall, uh, Hallsville? Are they going to keep Knack with that district? Is Knack going to go south? You know, so it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen, especially with, like I said, sounds of it, Pine Tree is going to be going down to 4A Division One, And that's going to be a lot of Division One schools. They're going to have to probably split that, those two districts up right. in 4A D1 down yeah. in that area. No, no, no question. And, and you're right. It, uh, it, it feels like Texas High may have everybody back except Pine Tree. But if they go with that and don't have to make any changes, then everything's all right. Yes. It just depends if they lose some others. If some if some schools south 
move up or down and knack has to be pulled in that direction. Correct. Then that's then I, you got I, I think I, I look at it, that's what I was talking to a coach that I work with today. It's like to me, knack is the wild card. Yeah. Which where are you gonna send them? Are they are they gonna get pushed south like they do sometimes or are they gonna stay East Texas with us, uh northeast Texas with us? So so you just wonder to me with losing Pine Tree now knack is the wild card and that could that could that could really shake things up in that district. Yeah, and if you're if you're Texas High, you don't want to go you don't want to go west. Absolutely. You want to go down I-30. You want to stay where you at if you're yep. Texas High. I yeah. mean, that's just my opinion. Seeing those guys up close and in person and seeing everybody in that district, you want to stay where you, right where you are. Well, and you don't want to drive. You, you don't no, want that's, to drive. That's what I mean. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As like, I've gotten older, my, 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 it's my look at the schedule. Where, where's my long games? Right. Where, where where do I have to be uh, late night on Thursday, on Friday night or Thursday night, especially if you coach football? It's a Thursday night. We got to travel to, I don't know, let's say to the Metroplex for a sub varsity yeah. game. Not looking forward yeah, to that. Not at all. <laughs> you know, I've been doing Longview. This will be the third year. And this is the second year of the rotation of the redistrict. And the trips to McKinney and Mesquite, you kind of expect those are going to happen. Yes. But had never been to Lancaster before, had never been to Forney before, those South Dallas trips. I will say, I'm sure that, I'm sure that I-35 traffic wasn't great. Going <laughs> no, I th- in fact, I, I learned that lesson coming home from Lancaster. I didn't go anywhere near 35 the next time. I was 40, I decided to just come right back up through Terrell and never even mess with Correct. going you're that way. You're a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, the last trip um, to McKinney last weekend, the folks at the stadium were saying they had heard that the Longview folks took three and a half hours to get home from oh, McKinney because of the construction on 35, yeah, 635. Yeah, I, so. I avoid that place, that, that road at all costs. Yeah. I'll take the tow and just pay it later. <laughs> Big games, though. Texas High and White House tomorrow night on the road. That's going to probably be the oh, deciding the game for district champion. That is the district championship. Uh, I've, I've actually seen both teams. You know, um, White House is they're more, they're not as physical. They're, they're going to spread it out and throw it around a little bit. I just, I just think – Obviously, seeing both teams, I just I just feel like Texas High is gonna be too strong up front yeah. for those guys, man. I think they just those guys are physical, man. That that was the most impressive thing. I know a lot of people, you know, the skilled guys. Again, they got the skilled guys. You know, it's to me is when you can dominate up front like they can. That that's impressive, man. They just they just physically wear you down. And I think that's what's gonna happen tomorrow night uh, against White House. The other game that looks like it's a district championship on the line, D. Kevin Hooks. Uh, and that's the game I'm actually going to. Um, my son is is a ball boy down there at Hooks, so I'll be down there. Uh, Hooks has been a machine, man. I haven't seen them really show any sign of weakness except for when they played uh, Winsboro. Yeah, and that's not even a sign of weakness. That was they just got pushed competitively. And that was a right. good game. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one, uh, man. I tell you what, though, Hooks got some guys who can go. You know, I don't care what classification, they got some guys who yes. can go. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I haven't really seen Decap. I've I've been on huddle with my son. I watch Decap's junior high because we break okay. down we right, break right. down a little film. Right. So they got a couple of guys in junior high. We that we. <laughs> down film on and so uh, that's so I'm looking forward to that that's, I mean, I, that's what I'll be at uh, tomorrow night to watch nice that one matters you know we haven't talked a lot about Arkansas High they, they've they ran into a four game slide right in the middle of uh-huh. they started 4-0 you're coming out of the gate strong you, you got a win over Magnolia things look like this is exactly where you're wanting to be they took that loss to Camden Fairview and kind of knocked the steam out of the Razorbacks a little bit. Lost a close game to Lakeside. Nobody expects them to hang with Parkview. Parkview is just way too good. But Correct. the game last week against Hot Springs, big margin of, of uh, defeat for the Razorbacks. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's the, the four we just mentioned, Camden, Fairview, 
Parkview, Lakeside, and Hot Springs all are either five and zero or four and one yes. in conference play. And the Razorbacks now are um, what one and three, one and four. They're one now, and four in conference play. Is there a coach? Is this his second year or first yeah, year? Yeah, coach outlaw's second, second year. year. So, so and so you can clearly see that he he's trying to rebuild that program back up. And so you know that that happens at times. You know, to be honest with you, if you if you look at if you look at Pleasant Grove with Josh when we were there. Uh, his first two years, we were basically hovering 500. Right. So, you know, it, it takes time to get those kids, get those kids bought into the program. Obviously, they're playing some really good teams, especially if you got a young group. You're playing them, get a couple years under their belt. And, and the, the biggest thing is they're building up confidence. Now, of course, you don't want to get blown out, but those competitive games they got, that can come back next year. You come back and you can get those games going your way. Now, look, instead of being, you know, losing four straight, you can be six and two, sure. seven and one at this point. And so that's one of those things to build character. I know people don't want to hear that at this moment because you're losing, but right. you look back on it when you go when you go through the fire, you'd be like, hey, it, it built the character. It got the team where we wanted to be, and we had to take some lumps, but we got there. Um like I said, Pleasant Grove people, some of them probably don't remember, but we, we took some lumps. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, early on, and so it, it, and it built that character and it got going as well. Well, and, and now the, the challenge for the Razorbacks is going to be you got Hope and you got D-Queen. And historically, those were games that you dominated. Correct. The last couple of years, they have not been. And so finishing this thing out with wins over those two, even if you don't finish this thing in the playoffs, four and four right now or four – yeah, four and four right now. Yes, I think that's right. Four, four and four or five—that's something like that. I think four and four. Yet you, you want to get that thing above five hundred. Six and four would be amazing turnaround from what they were a couple of years ago. And so the place right now for the Razorbacks is focusing on hope, winning, getting ready for D Queen, and finishing this season out with two straight wins. That to, that to me is the is the big key for them to be working toward twenty four because it builds confidence and momentum going to next year. Yeah. Because what's, what's the last thing you think about when the season starts? Hey, we won our last couple games. We yep. hammered those guys. Let's keep that thing rolling. Yep. And so I'm sure that's what he's preaching. Hey, guys, we're out of the playoffs. And, and it does. That's one of those things as a coach. It's tough to sometimes get them going. But if you're a good coach, a good motivator, you can get them going and say, hey, guys, this is how we carry momentum over to the offseason, to the weight program, to our spring balls, summer workouts, yep. and we carry over to the fall of next year. And that's how you got to look at it. And you tell those seniors, hey, man, you're, you're, you're leaving your legacy here too as you're getting us going. That's what you want to do. And they got a young team. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is, and I think this is the part that's going to be a real telltale sign for what you have next year. You're going to go on the field Friday, and you're not in the playoffs, and you know you're not in the playoffs. Correct. You're playing out the season at this point in time. Now it's a matter of, am I playing out the season with everything I've got, or am I leaning on the guy across from me and I'm not hitting him? And that, that to me, is going to be a big sign for – and I can't believe a, a Trey Outlaw team will not be hitting somebody Correct. coming into the, the end of this year. But you're, t- you're taking on two programs that also aren't in the playoffs, yes. and historically – Never have been, yes. at least as long as you know we've looked been at around. the last five or six years. They typically don't play well at the end. You got a chance to grow on. We got to finish this out strong, and we cannot be just mailing in because we know we're not playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, I'm gonna probably sound more like a parent than a coach, but this is a, this is this is building character. Yep, this is building character. You gonna are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna quit on your job, or are you gonna finish the job and do do what you're supposed to do? Yep, that's what you got to play for, and Amen. so that's what he's probably preaching. That's guaranteed. That's what he's preaching to those guys. All right, we have about a minute for the segments over, so let's again re- review what's going on. We got a uh, Nuke Sports Trivia giveaway as we are at the bottom of the hour. You can Facebook us. Since the show is on live, get your answer up on there. First one that's got it right there. If you beat the phone call, which, by the way, phones are working. 
The phone, we had a call yesterday. We know the phones are working now. So 903-735-9905. That's our phone number. You can be the first one on the phone. I'll answer the phone first. Then I'll get up and I'll take a look at the, the Facebook. So if you're on the phone first, you got the $10 gift card to Nukes. And who doesn't want... Ten bucks free at Nukes. Man, I'm telling you, I would love to take a Nukes free car right now. <laughs> they leave one in here. You don't have to worry about it because I'll be taking it. All right, so we're doing baseball because after all, the World Series begins on Friday night. Rangers and Diamondbacks. We'll come back and talk about them in a little bit. But here's our question for today. I'm looking for the winning team of the longest World Series game. Both how many innings it was, 18 and how long it was, 7 hours and 20 minutes. What team won the longest World Series baseball game ever? They won it with a walk-off home run after almost seven and a half hours. 903-735-9905 or hit us on Facebook. I'm just looking for the winning team. You don't have to tell me the score. You don't have to tell me you hit the home run. You don't have to tell me the year. You don't have to tell me who lost. Just tell me who won. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCown, we're taking a break. Coming right back on The Fan have to get easier you guys got no trivia game that's that's sadness whatever ten dollars for me (laughs) it wasn't that long ago the dodgers in 2018 oh my beat the beat the uh the red sox max muncie with the walk-off home run in the 18th inning I was I was thinking if i even had an idea i was thinking like the florida marlins or somebody but Uh i was not even close dodgers that's all i needed it's all right. We'll do it again Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday crowds over three. They hadn't won one yet. They've got wrong answers on Tuesday. Thursday crowds been better. Yeah, they've been winning, yeah, but not today. Guys aren't baseball guys, I guess. That's all right. No, you can't. You can't be good at everything. <laughs> not everything. Not everything. But uh, if they if make feel any better, I, I was I was gonna miss that one too. So <laughs> I missed it too. Okay, I was, well, I'll look for easy ones. Yeah, I was doing pretty good last few weeks. So I was getting the last few weeks, but this one I was like, oh, I don't remember that one. All right. Baseball, just very quickly, because we've got picks of righteousness coming up in about uh, 10 minutes. The uh, Rangers and Diamondbacks ready to start the World Series. If you had that in your preseason prediction, you needed to uh, you need to cash that ticket in because that would have been big dollars. Yeah, that's like the equivalent of Miami Heat making NBA Finals is Arizona Diamondbacks making yeah. a World Series right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. A weekend, we were talking about it just a minute ago, a, a week ago, ago or so the Philadelphia Phillies look like unbeatable everything working every bat swinging was hot pitchers were good and then all of a sudden and I don't know if it's Craig Kimbrell coming into the games and just they lost momentum in game three and they were lucky to get out of Arizona winning game five yes and you thought 
Right, well, they're up 3-2. They're coming back to Philly. It's over. Just win one at home. And yeah. your at the time was undefeated at home. Right. You know, I mean, easier said than done. Obviously, they didn't get it done. But you're thinking, yeah, they're, they're going to win. They're going to probably close it out in six. Even going to game seven, I'm like, they're not They're not going to lose game seven at home. No. And when Arizona got up on them, I was like, oh, boy, now the – now the pressure is mounting. They just could yes. not get a hit. Those his main guys could not get a hit. You know, I, I don't know if I was was I texting you. Who was I? Te- I was texting. No, no, I was texting yeah. Todd Marshall back and forth. Uh-huh. And, and we were talking about that very thing as that game got started at Game Seven. Like there is so much pressure on the Phillies yes. right now. Every guy wants to be the hero. Everybody wants to hit the three run homer with the bases empty. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. It was one of those things, you know, you, going into it, I thought Philly would win game seven, but it was one of those things where it was like, hey, but they need to get out and get the lead early yes. because the crowd's going to get going to get it going against you if you start to lose early on, and, and that's what happened. And now it starts to build and it starts to mount on. Well, they actually got the lead. They got it up to two. I'm saying, two I'm saying, lead. I'm saying once Arizona took, oh. took the lead, once Arizona took the lead, it's like, oh, no. Like yeah. you, you, need to, you need to feel the need to come out and, and get up like five, six, oh, quick yep. on them. And exactly. Just, and just knock them out. And, and once you didn't knock them out, and they hanging around and hanging around. To me, as a coach, that's the worst feelings when you play somebody that you know that you're better than usually, but you letting them hang around. It's like, hey man, keep letting them hang around a little longer, then they're gonna, you know, something's gonna happen and break their way. And but you know, that's the one sport. It's easier said than done. That's true. You know, you it's it's you and that ball. And that ball and that bat Man. don't always like each other. <laughs> and you start, you know, for whatever reason, a week earlier, the ball looked like a beach ball. A week later, it looks like a marble. Oh, man. And you can't – you're swinging at bad pitches because you're pressing, trying to make Correct. something happen. And baseball is a sport that will humble you so quickly. You know, football, basketball. You can play good defense basketball if you're not scoring that night, but you got other guys to pick you up. Yeah. Um... When the whole team starts feeling like – Boy, if that guy can't get a hit, and it's on me, I've got to come back with the big hit. Well, now the pressure's on. It just it gets in a, out of control in a hurry. Yeah, baseball and golf are two sports oh. that will very much humble you uh, very quickly. And, you know, I you feel for those guys, but then you also like, hey, man, that's a great job by Arizona, man, because they could have easily been like, man, we got blasted in those first two games. It's just like, hey, we weren't supposed to be here anyway, guys. It's a great season. You know, we said we made it to the ALCS, NLCS, and yeah. we're good. And, um, those guys, credit to those guys, they kept fighting. Even down 3-2, to two, you know, 3-2 in the series and yeah. still came back and, and on the road two games and won it. You know, sometimes you play it so relaxed because, like you said, we've already exceeded what everybody thought we could do. We're not expected to go out here and win. Just go out and have fun. It's been a great year. They, they, they got into the playoffs barely. Yes. They were expected to lose. Milwaukee had a good pitching staff, had it set up, beat the Brewers. Now you got the one series if you're the Diamondbacks. You're like, okay, this one we want to win. We want to knock the Dodgers out. Yes. Hate the Dodgers. We're going to knock them and, and, hammer, and the do- hammer those guys. And it started with Kershaw. <laughs> they abused Kershaw in the first inning of the first game, and you just got the feeling right then the Diamondbacks believe this is a short series and we can beat them in a short series. Correct. And just ran them off the field. And then it was Philly where you're like, okay, well, Philly's going to beat them. This is going to be the end of this series. And you're down 2-0 and you got embarrassed in game two, only game on in national television. And yet you hung around in game three and you hung around in game four. Yep. And I don't know. I, if I'm if I'm the Texas Rangers, I'm really, really leery about this because you are 
superstars across the board. The lineup studs. The pitching staff looks really good now with Scherzer back and Montgomery and and Ivaldi. It feels like everything's lined up right. I'm terrified that this is going to be. Oh yeah, I'm terrified that the Diamondbacks are playing with house money and just come out loose as a goose, and the Rangers are tight. I'll say this from a personal experience: I've coached teams where we're the underdogs, and I've coached teams where I have the superior talent. And I would be, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I would take the superior right. talent every time. Like, all right, boys, we're we're good. Let's just do what we got to do, uh, and we get out of here. Now, again, the it, it, pressure can mount to you, but. If I'm Texas, hey, just just keep doing what you're doing. Sure, you know we we knocked off we knocked off our rivals, you know down down south from us. Just keep doing what you're doing, and you know it just may fall what it be. But I I think you know the the better team will, will rise up and be Texas though. See, the, and here's the thing that's weird about it to me: a 300 hitter for a career is a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, if a guy can hit 300, he's a Hall of Famer. Correct. Rangers are going to have some Hall of Fame. There's some Hall of Famer type guys on their roster. Oh, absolutely. A guy that's hitting 280 is not getting in the Hall of Fame. But when you start thinking about that in big numbers, so this guy was successful 30% of the time, and this guy was successful 28% of the time. There's not a huge margin of difference between being a star Hall of Famer or a guy that's in the majors who's got a job. Well, Lord forbid that some of this time you try to cool him. You just just hope that – they cool off a little bit. That's what you're hoping for is Arizona cools off a little bit and Texas keeps that momentum. But like we just said during the break, you know, baseball is one of those sports yep. where momentum is – that's the only sport where momentum dies at that moment you that you win or lose. The next game, it, it momentum is as far as your pitcher, your pitching goes to me, in my opinion, on that one. But, hey, you can you can blast them 21-0. Yep. Come out next game and you get shut out yourself. Yep. It's like, well, what the world just happened? I you think know? I'd feel better if the Rangers win game one. If they win at home – Hey man, after not winning a game in the last series at home, you get a yeah. win at home. I get, I, I think I get a sense then. All right, the Rangers are going to take care of this, but think, lose that first game at home. I don't know. The city rocking, President Bush throwing out the first pitch. Oh yeah, you know. I think, I think, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll get it done tomorrow night. Right. Right, I do. You're, I'm, you're convincing me. I'm, I'm, I'm a glass half full, half full guy. So I'm <laughs> saying they're going to get it done tomorrow. All right. So give me your prediction in series. Uh, Rangers win in how many? I could take the gutless move and say Texas in six, but I'm going to go out on limb and say Texas in five. Okay, Texas in five. Yep. I think the Rangers win as well. I'm going to go way out on a limb and say Texas sweeps them and sweeps wins them. in four. Okay. I'm going to go way out there. I, I Last week I said this, the, the Astros-Rangers would go hey, seven. You, did. you said seven. I said six. You said seven. I, he was right. I think the Rangers sweep this, but they get, uh, I mean, I'm putting it all there. You lose on Friday yeah. night, then I'm wrong out of the gate. I think they win this thing in four games. Yeah, I, I still see them. I'm saying Texas in five, though. That's what I said. Now, if we're coming back here next week and the Diamondbacks are leading the series three games to two, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> well, I just am. That's that's what that's why we don't work in Vegas. When's the last time the Diamondbacks won a series? Two thousand. Uh, won the won, won, won the series. Won the World Series. Yeah, two thousand and one. Yeah. Beat the Yankees. Yeah, that's the nine eleven World Series. Yeah. New York had everything George, going. That's why I said George Bush throwing out the first pitch again. Yeah, he threw out the first pitch in that game with, yeah. with the jacket and the vest on. I right. was uh, watching it in my dorm room in college. So the Diamondbacks have uh, now, and they're not bringing Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling with them. Don't no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I think Zach Gallon's getting the start for them. Not bringing Friday those night. Guys. I didn't see. Have the Rangers named a starter yet? Probably Zivaldi. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I haven't really been home all day neither. So. Yeah, I, I bet Evaldi's probably going to get the start. With Scherzer having start Game Seven and and Montgomery coming in in relief, 
I would bet probably yeah, Uvalde gets the start. You're probably right on that one. I have not seen the start. All I, I just heard President Bush was throwing out the first pitch. That's all, all right, we're going to take a break. It's 15 minutes till top of the hour. we got Picks of Righteousness coming up next. As always, it's Thursday. Quick timeout. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. Leaving the yard on the fan, 107.9. back 10 minutes till top of the hour leaving the yard Chuck Zach Dwight McCowan with you uh as we do each Thursday and I forgot to cue up my music I'm in here talking to you and I forgot to cue up my stuff I'm gonna blame you for that <laughs> my bad no that's right that's that's how that works um as we do each and every Thursday afternoon because during college football season it's what the cool kids do is uh we sit down and do what we call picks of righteousness and before we talk about it, we got to play our theme music. E.J. Jackson, hit it. It's not about being right. It's about being righteous. We're going to pick who we want. Yes, we will. We don't care if you like it. It's not about the point spread or what the papers say. Y'all don't tune in to the peaks of righteousness. Oh, my goodness. Every Thursday. All right, there you go. Picks of righteousness. Here's how it works. Everybody picks with the point spread. They're going to pick the game, who's going to win. They're going to tell you why they think Team A is better than Team B and let them take the points, give up the points. It's home. The weather's bad. The quarterback's got a bum wrist. Whatever. We don't play any of that. Uh, we leave that to the experts in Vegas. What we tell you is, in a handful of college football games each Thursday, which schools in particular matchups do we like? Do we like them because, you know, your insurance agent graduated from one of these schools? Or do you not like them because uh, your old girlfriend used to wear a sweater from that school <laughs> everywhere and, and she broke your heart? Whatever your thing is, makes it a righteous pick. So do not put money on these games that we call because we don't have a clue who's going to win, and we don't try to. We just tell you who we like. That's right. And with that, away we go. And by the way, because they're under investigation, no Michigan games (laughs) in picks of righteousness. And before we jump in the picks, give me your take on Michigan. Man, that's that's crazy. I I do, I do I don't really think though. To me, it's like a it's almost like deflate gate of the mm-hmm. NFL. I, I mean, if you, everybody's trying to take people's signs, so I don't I don't really see. So that. why will the NCAA not approve headsets? Give a headset. Put the put the quarterback in a headset. Let's quit holding the big cards up. I have no idea. I I don't I don't know. Who knows what the NCAA is doing? It's kind of like you know, you never know what those guys are doing. They just I feel like they make up rules as they go. To be honest, they with can't you. tell me it's because of the cost. 
Good Lord, no, they shouldn't say that. Every Power 5 school <laughs> should have enough money to buy headsets for the quarterback and the OC. Yeah, I, I mean, I've coached football where you look across the sideline, you try to figure out, you know, what are those? What's, right. what does that mean? Right. So I don't, I don't really think that's big of a deal, to be honest with you. I love the Barney sign. They get the Barney. Hold up the Barney <laughs> sign. All right. Anyway, no Wolverines in this week's pick. There we go. Texas A&M, South Carolina. We'll start with that one. Ags, Gamecocks. All right, man, that's the best of – I'm I'm trying to pick who I really want to see more miserable, I guess, on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to continue to see that dumpster fire in Texas A&M, so I'm picking South Carolina. Wow, you're that guy, are you? Enjoy another man's misery. Oh, that thing's a dumpster fire right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they said Jimbo's on the hot seat, and I I keep on thinking that's true until I look at the amount of money they would have to pay him. That's a lot of money. (laughs) And I can't imagine any school would say, yeah, we're going to – we're going to pay that amount and pay a new guy to come in. Correct. Because you're not going to get the new guy to come in for any less than Jimbo's making. Why would you Why would you take the job for less? Unless you're just that desperate. And, I mean, if I'm Jimbo right now, I might be trying to lose games, get that buyout, and get out of there. Maybe. It may not be a bad <laughs> idea. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a South Carolina fan. Yeah, South Carolina I really am. I, I was disappointed they lost at Missouri last week. But they don't play well on the road. They're not going to win this game. They're going to go to A&M and they're going to lose because they don't play well on the road. If this game was in South Carolina, they would beat the Aggies. Well, they hammered them last year, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there. but they, they aren't good on the road. But go South Carolina. Yeah. Georgia, Florida. It's in the swamp. Oh, they're not playing that in Jacksonville? Oh, that's right. They're no, they're playing in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That's oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never been a Florida Gator fan anyway, so, I mean, Georgia. I, I, mean, I think the tight end's out, though, but I really like watching him play, though. Yeah. Those, those guys are physical. Georgia. I got no love for Florida. Georgia's underachieved so far. I'd like to see Georgia play well. Yeah, they haven't. They just no, they, doing they just need to enough. hang fifty on Florida just because they done just enough to win. I know, yep, just enough. Which I get it, but they need to impress somebody at some point in time. They really don't. They're number one. They're not going to lose number one as long as they keep winning games. You just want to see them blow float out the doors. I would like to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see Gators in pain. Uh, Oregon, Utah, good matchup in the Pac-12. Man, I am. I'm telling you, I am a huge fan of Utah. Man, that coach right there, that guy. I know he hasn't won a national championship. I get it. I think people look too much into championships sometimes. That guy is probably the best coach in college football. Those okay. guys are those guys are a machine. All I'm right, Utah. You like Utah? Oh yes. Uh, my my LaMichael love for Oregon keeps on jumping out at me. I, I I'm with you though. I, I'm impressed by Utah an awful lot. I'd like to see the Pac-12 get in the playoff. I don't think Utah can get in. I don't think so neither, though, unfortunately. And so, and I don't know that Oregon can having a loss under their belt as well. But I'd like maybe, if nothing else, then to see a, a rematch of Oregon and Washington, Oregon and Washington in the Pac-12 championship. Okay. So I'm going to continue to root for Oregon till we don't have that possibility I got anymore. You. I got you. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky. You know, he he, uh, he he made me lose a bit back in 2000 when he was a quarterback at Oklahoma, but I'm going to go Tennessee with, with Josh Heifel, the head coach. No, no, no. I can't, I can't root for Tennessee. <laughs> I can't root for Tennessee. Go Blue. <laughs> go Kentucky. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Man, I want to say Wisconsin so bad. Why, do you, why, why would you not say that? Well... I, I guess I, I'm trying to think logically here, so I'm going to go Wisconsin. I'm just I'm trying to think logically here, but I, I don't like Ohio State, so I'm just going see. To that's it then. That's your righteous yeah. pick. Uh, I unlike Sci-Fi Guy, I have no love for Ohio State. He loves Ohio State. 
I love the Badgers. Plus, I'm a Michigan guy. So. Ba- yeah, and you're a Michigan guy. <laughs> see? Those are righteous reasons. Uh, let's see. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina's got Georgia Tech this week. Hey, I mean, obviously, we got we got an East Texas guy playing for Georgia Tech, a quarterback, but, man. Haynes King? Yeah, I, I got a soft spot for Mac Brown and his coaching staff, man. Me too. I, I really do, man. I, I thought he underachieved a lot in Texas at times, but as he's left Texas, it's like, hey, guy wasn't doing too bad, was no, he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. So I'm going to North Carolina. They got to bounce back from that from that upset loss. I thought he's – I. Th- I think he's overachieved until you get to those games in North Carolina where, like, you should have won that game. Correct. And he seems to lose those kind of games every year. I want him to lose this one, too. I really like the the, the uh, King kid. Yes. I really like Haynes King. He's a really good basketball player, too. And an outstanding <laughs> running quarterback. He ran for 71-yard touchdown last week. Uh, and I just his, his dad's a good guy. You'll love John King. Uh, let's see. In the last minute of this, we've got time for just one or two more. Um, Oklahoma, Kansas. Oh, I'm going Kansas. Don't like the Sooners, so don't like the Sooners. No, absolutely not. Quan Hampton played at Kansas for a minute. Coach against Quan, he's a really good, really yeah. good athlete. He's yeah, a good he'll... guy. Got no love for Oklahoma. None at all. I got a good Hawks too. <laughs> We're on the same page on a lot of these. <laughs> Tulane Rice. Tulane's actually ranked. They're number 22 in the country. Well, I mean, again, I, I coached against that, the, the kid. He's the backup quarterback from uh, Tulane. He played okay. at Carthage. So I'm going to have to go for, go for Tulane. Yeah. Coach against the young I want man. Tulane to stay ranked. Yeah. I like those kind of schools that get in there. You don't want them to fall out. I want I want them to stay up Like there. a Coastal Carolina a couple years ago. Smart girls, hot girls. Vanderbilt, Ole Miss. Man, you know, I asked when I was a principal at PG, I, I worked with a teacher who was an uh, old Miss girl, so I'm going to go old Miss for her. So you're going hot girls. Old Miss is hot girls. Vandy, smart girls. I'm not going to say that on the radio, but I'm going <laughs> old Miss. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to go with Vandy, smart girls. But thank you for playing. Do I have a Great to see you again. Enjoy. Weekend. Don't forget, if you've got a high school football game you want to get at, get there. Otherwise, you can listen to them on the radio. Texas High is going to be on here. We'll have Arkansas High over on uh, Real Country and Liberty Isle over on News Talk. We're done for the day. Thank you. I'll be a hooks. If you missed any of today's show, get it on demand anytime on the fan1079.com. Tomorrow morning at 7 right here on KCMC Texarkana, 1079 The Fan.